This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Rana. How are you? Look at those... Who sent you those flowers? I sent them to myself. Oh. Is there something outside my door? Oh, you're so disappointed. You're so disappointed. I'm not, Rana. They're absolutely... that? Are they peonies? They are. They're gorgeous peonies. Those are gorgeous. I have white and I have like a crimson or a cranberry or whatever. And I was worried that that felt a little too Christmas. So I added a, and I don't want to be, you know, I'm not against Christmas, but I'm not pushing it either. Well, of course. It's Hanukkah Uh, season now. So I added a gorgeous uh, light pink. And that's why I'm in the main house today, because I have to work on my latkes as soon as we finish. So So that I have them for the celebration for us. Well, happy Hanukkah, Rana. We're about in the middle of it. Thank you. And I just, I just wanted to let you know, I will be, I will be there, no problem, eating the yeah. latkes and yeah. giving you my honest feedback. But also, I just oh. wanted, I mean, which will be wonderful. I've had them before; huh. they're absolutely terrific. Well, I guess I'll be curious how they stack up against last year. But yeah. I, listen, give me a stack of those latkes, and I'll tell you how they stack up. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. And then I'll open one of your bottles that's in the carriage house. But my other question was this. Yeah. I'll do, you know what I'll do? I'll drink before I come and then I'll do the latkes and then I'll drink after. It's probably a good idea to have a couple of drinks before you come because the latkes soak up so much of the alcohol. If you're hoping to get any kind of a buzz, you should get it before you come. Okay. But I will have my champagne. I'll have my smoked salmon, which I ordered from Solex Catsmo, of course. My Daniel Belode. Uh, and- oh, by the way, I did order because I didn't, I feel like I don't chip in enough. I did. Have you ever heard of Andre? Who? Andre. It's a champagne. I did. I got uh drizzly's going to come over and, and, um, give you a couple bottles of Andre. Oh, Andre. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about Andre. Is he a cousin of barefoots or freshenette <sighs> as I like to call it? No, it's like. You haven't seen Andre before? Is it's it like, a champagne or is it is it some sort of sparkling something else? You know, I'm not quite honestly sure, but I know that it's really popular because I see it at the fronts of the grocery stores. Yes, it's a, it's on a stand at the front of the grocery store. Exactly. Pro- probably not at the cut. Sounds like a Trader Joe's alcohol to me. Well, I don't they might be under a different label at Trader Joe, but the good thing is is two that you could Chuck, remember two buck Chuck? Of course. The great yeah. thing about Andre is you could get I guess like a 12 pack for $60. So 
How, just in how, case you run low. A 12-pack. Is it in a can, Andre? No, no, no. Just bottles. I'm just saying if you wanted to buy 12, it'd be about, they're about $5 a bottle. I'm not drinking that, but if any of your guests want to drink that so that you and I can have the good stuff. Oh, that was so thoughtful of you to fill out the uh, the Rasta with a champagne, a quote unquote champagne that is less than so that you and I could enjoy the good stuff. Isn't that thoughtful? Well, if you put champagne in a bowl, no one knows what, what bottle it was from. It's so true. And I was going to serve it as a punch this year. <laughs> if you put champagne, where's Tony? Tony, where's Tony? Tony? I wanted to write down that quote. If you put champagne in a bowl, no one will know what bottle it came from. That has to go straight to the top of our list of things that we want people to send us. Rana, I feel like you're doing exceedingly well today. I don't know if it's the flowers or your glow is extra glowy. Really? Yeah. I don't know if those I guess flowers it's all the, perk it's you It's probably right up. all the grease from the, uh, from the latkes that I've been cooking. Oh, sure. You're getting that nice is, oily. Yes. I probably have an oily residue on my face from that. Uh, I do a, pa, a sort of pab cooked latke. I would say pab baked, but that's not really how it works. So what I'll does that fry mean? Yeah. them. Okay. Well, pab means passionately, basically. Oh. Like a pab baked bread. Okay. So uh, what I'll do is I will fry them lightly. Okay. And so they just get gold, just golden. Just starting. And then I'll freeze them because when you're making too many latkes, this is what you have to do. The problem oh. with making latkes for people to eat right that second is that they eat them right that second and there's never enough latkes. So you're like constantly in the kitchen trying to make more. They're in there eating them as they come out of the fryer and you want to murder them because you're never able to put out a platter. Yeah. So if you're going to cook them right then, you put the oven on at about 200 and then you just keep putting your batches in there. Oh. But if not, you freeze them. And then when it's time, well, I suppose you could refrigerate them if you if it's if you only have a day or something like that. Right. Uh, and then you put them in the oven at about four hundred. Okay. Uh, about ten fifteen minutes before you want oh, to serve them. Oh, to really them. get them going. And that gets them and gives them an extra crisp. The crisp. And then you don't salt them until you serve them. That's key. You don't salt them the first time when you put them in the first time. You salt them when you serve them, like a hash brown or a French fry. Oh, oh, right. Because I guess you're not supposed to. You don't want the salt to the... be absorbed, right? Right. So you just want that salty, uh, that salty, sandy feeling that you get from a French fry or a. And what accoutrement do you do you have with your latkes? Well, it's funny you should ask because what I normally, you know, everyone does like uh, does uh, applesauce and sour cream, right? But what I'm doing also, which is something that I discovered in uh, Austria. Of course. Of course. Are you is, going this year, Rana? Well. Next year? That's the plan. I mean, well, we'll get into our schedule in a minute, but that's oh, the that's plan. Right. So yeah. we'll have to see. If I can okay. get if I can get Mr. Cleveland to give me his plane, then I'll be going. Right. Because, so, I mean, I can't really fly commercial at this point. Why? Oh, you mean because of COVID? There's a little thing going on, Brian. I don't know if you've heard about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's called a pandemic. Right. I've and heard, I've heard read a headline or two about is this. Is that hundreds of thousands of people have dropped dead. Got it. Just in the United States alone. Right. So, look, I don't know if I need to send you a link or what, you know. Right. It's just something to look into because Got it's it. on a lot of people's <laughs> minds. 
<laughs> I misspoke. I, I misspoke. You're but, right. But look, life has to go on. So I've got to get to, if I don't go to Austria in January. I can't imagine. What, what will happen, happens Rana? then? The whole machine gets backed up. Because that's your reset. That's my reset. I don't get my reset. I don't know what kind of advice I'm going to be giving on this show. I Truly. mean, we're at the end of a year, Rana. At the end of a, one of the worst years in American history. If you and I don't get a little self-care at the end of the year, yep. how are we supposed to care for the rest of these people the rest of the year? I'm going to be straight up honest with you right now. And I mean yeah. this- I mean this sincerely. You really have broken through with me about how critical it can be to take care of yourself. Really? I always thought I sort of was, but then I really was, in many times, I sort of don't really take care of myself. I sort of fake it or something. Oh, I think you take beautiful care of yourself. You've definitely made me, since I've known you, you've definitely made me feel... Um, how you just made me feel how important and what a difference it can make if you if you do that. Well, I think a lot of people feel guilty sometimes when that they take time. You've for themselves. alleviated the guilt, and it, and and I, it yeah, and it I mean, hasn't made me a worse the, person yet. I don't think so. Well, I mean, I don't know. We'll have to wait till the lettuce stop pouring in to see if people think you've become a better person or a worse person in the last. That'll be year. the next poll on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Patreon, yes, uh, this month we for I have a couple. Okay, I have a little bit of news to give people, but the, what I wanted to tell them the other key key ingredient because I know there's at least two people that are hanging right now. Oh my god, we have to get back to this. Yes, what my Hanukkah ingredient? And I'm is. not kidding, they are. That's why I brought it up. So yes, I do an applesauce, and then I, I I grate fresh horseradish into the applesauce. Wow. And so I can't remember what they call it in German, but it is it is absolutely delicious. And I had it at the first time I had it was at the Gasthaus Rebun, which means pigeon, which is like across the street, essentially, from uh, Freud's house on Bergestrasse. Oh, right. So it's right on that corner and they have the most gorgeous. Uh, I was having the Tafelspitz, of course, which is basically a brisket, a boiled meat. And on the side with the Tafelspitz, so they good. served applesauce that had horse, fresh horseradish grated into it, and it was absolutely divine. So right. I've started incorporating that into my into my Hanukkah ritual. Wow! Uh, here's the situation. The only thing I wish about your latkes, Rana, is I wish they were really much smoother, so that you couldn't even tell that there was a strand of anything in there. And I wish that they were like eight inches in diameter. It's very funny because I hate a pureed latke. That's I hate why I it. brought it up. I know you do. <laughs> you do. Is that are you trying to provoke me? Is I was, that what's going I was on? Prov- I was provoking you because I, I don't like them either. By the way, you know I like anything that looks like what it is. So Correct. I like I like a thick grate on my latka. And honestly, I do too. I just was trying to rally you. But the only problem with this is that I've got to get my latkes done so that I can get Yadvina to do my nails because basically your hands smell like onion for about two weeks after you make the latkes. Is that what you put in it? It's potato and onion? Potato, onion, uh, flour, salt, pepper, a little bit of baking soda, and uh, of course, eggs. Gorgeous. But you have to wring them out like... You can't imagine. You wring them out in a uh, dish towel, and you think you've gotten all the water out of them, and you have to give them one more wring after that. Because they just hold so much water? The water, uh, 
Yes, the water is detrimental to the crisp factor and to keeping the latkes together. The and which potatoes to- do you use, Rana? Well, it's interesting. You should ask. I use a Yukon Gold potato brand. That's my potato of choice. Okay. Yeah. I I think people will really appreciate all this. I'm not kidding. Well, maybe I'll post my latke recipe. I did. La- I think I posted it last year, but I'll post it again for people if they well, want. Well, now that they know what they're getting into. Yeah. So here's the situation on Patreon. I want to yes. go over the schedule with people. The other thing I wanted to say, actually, uh, because it's Hanukkah and because it's the holidays, there is a fabulous organization. I meant to mention this called One Table. And I believe that the website is onetable.org. I'm going to look at it right now while I'm talking to you. And what they do is they connect people. So normally what they are is they're a Shabbat organization. Oh, okay. So on a Friday night, yeah, onetable.org, and they're run by fabulous Eliza and her little assistant, Marina. They hear people with other people on Shabbat. So let's say I'm in a I'm in New York or I don't have somewhere to go for Shabbat or whatever it is. But because of the pandemic, they've been doing these Shabbats online. That's nice. And what you can do is you can go on there and they might say, so maybe somebody would host a Shabbat where they said, all I want to talk about is Ron and Brian at my Shabbat. And somebody else might say, all I want to talk about is architecture, Greek architecture. And so you can go on and you can see what the different topics of conversation or what you have in common with whoever. And then you can sign up to be part of that Shabbat and you can do a Zoom Shabbat with people. That is so great. And it's actually absolutely lovely because there's been, obviously people have been feeling so lonely and so isolated during the pandemic and it's another way. And also what fun to have a, have a conversation with a stranger in the middle of all of this. I was going to say, and then you could do like, it could be like, you've got mail or something. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe you and I will host one, one of these days, but I'm not making any promises. It would delight me nothing more than to something I really love or I'm passionate about or something that gives me a giggle or makes me feel good. To just join other people in that and on, on you know, yeah, on we could a do holiday one, like this. We could do one about Lisa Gibbons' chimpanzee. <laughs> That's right. Animal best friends of 80s stars. We could do that. That would be us. <laughs> or we could do, uh, you know, Moonstruck. We could do the movies of Cher. That's true. That could be our Shabbat. The share movie. That's right. The share yeah. movies. Well, we yeah. could do a carriage house Shabbat and we could invite the people from the carriage house if they want to join. I don't know if there's a limit on how many people can join. Right. We could all have a Shabbat together. But then, you know, a couple of those bullies are going to come to the front and try and talk the whole time. And it's going to be a whole thing. And I'm not naming names. I'm not naming names. Don't, Rana. They already know. Ajan they- Kavasnikov. <laughs> I just love Arjan. You li- just because you live in Alaska doesn't mean you deserve special attention. Excuse well, me. By the way, I hate to tell you, Ronnie. He, he did have COVID. It. He did have COVID. He did. Yeah, he did, and he's recovered now. But he had a very he had a tough bout. It ran through his family. Oh, that's. But awful. everyone's okay. Everyone's he's okay. lovely. Yeah. Well, um, he seems lovely online. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He might. You don't know. You might get in line behind him at the grocery store, and he might turn around at you and snap. We That's true. We don't know what kind of person he we really don't know is. Where that, we don't know what kind of Alaskan <laughs> rage is hidden underneath the ice. <laughs> oh, I'm don't. just kidding. We love Ajan. But in any event, in the Patreon carriage house, we, yeah. of course, we have our book club. We have yeah. our movie festival, Quiff. Quiff. 
We give uh, $2 from every sign of privileges. Every month we give to the charity of our choice. This month we're doing Feeding America because, of course, it's Christmas and we want to support as many food banks, et cetera, as possible. And it's a terrific. I would say it is one of the best, if not the best of those. Uh, Abs- oh, it's a of, wonderful organization yeah. because they just have their tentacles all over the country, really with, with people right. need and, and work with local, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they sort of take the guessing game out of, well, I wanted to give to this food bank, I wanted to give to that food bank. They're giving to all of them. Like so. when I donate to Feeding America even, or when I, when because I have a recurring thing there, I know that you can, I know it's going to the Los Angeles Food Bank. Yes. Because that's what I had set it up for, which is wonderful. nice. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, not the Marblehead Food Bank. Are you kidding, Rana? I'm the Marblehead Food Bank, practically. You are for me. Yeah. But I was going to say, everyone around here seems to be doing A-OK. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the- we, there are still a few people that have had very tough years that are on the bottom. But for the most part, we have a lot of people that work at Fidelity yeah. and Bank of Boston. And yeah, people yeah, are I was doing gonna okay say, around uh, the, the The worst of it, the person who seems to have hit it hard was that person who lives like five doors down, who's worth like uh, $800 million and lost $5 million. I mean, go uh, to hell. Well, no, he lost $500 million, so he's only worth $300 oh, million now. Yeah, how would you feel? I mean, I'd feel pretty bad, but I'd also <laughs> still feel pretty million. rich. Why would that make the news? You lost five million on a bet. <laughs> <Rana>. <laughs> You're right, Rana. Now I feel devastated for him. It's all relative. It's all relative. I guess so. I uh, guess so. No, we're teasing. But uh, I also want to give a shout out to Connor McKay, who we love. Yes. Who we talked about it, Frankly Wines in New York. If it's if you're still trying to send something at the last minute, go to Connor McKay. He but is like the real deal. He's got his mother, Carol, listening now because he got a shout out during Ronica. He told her about it and she started listening. And now Carol, I've got Carol DMing me. Oh, my on, God. Uh, on I Instagram, love it. Which is Hi, hysterical. Carol. Carol Nicholson. She's right in Hull. Where's so, Hull? Well, it's very funny where Hull is. Okay. Hull is, wait, is she in Hull or is she? Yes, she's in Hull. So Hull is on the South Shore, just south of Boston. Oh. And it is the the place where when a north a nor'east is coming, a northeastern storm yes, is coming. Scary, yeah. And they don't know whether it's going to hit make landfall or it's not. They always send the news crews to Hull. Because it's right where Massachusetts bends a little bit. So it's either going to make landfall there or it isn't. And that then they get to do that wind in the hair look. Which is always everyone's favorite. When they're out there like the the Gordon's fishermen. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's always fun. So we'll say a shout out to Carol. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Now I'm how many minutes in and I've got to hang up because we've got all these guests coming. We didn't talk about Vulture. Vulture. Are they kidding? Are they kidding? Does everyone understand? You better take it away on this one. You better explain this because I sound like I'm bragging when I tell people. Oh, okay. Now I got to go. I'm losing my mind because I must be high on canola oil. There is a difference with you, Ron. I'm not going to lie. It's the peonies. It's the oil. Is, what do you think's the pro- what do you Hanukkah? Think is, maybe I don't know. Am I a little lucid today, or am no, I dumb? What's you just, going on? You just seem to be effervescent. It's great. But maybe it's my, um, what's my ring light? It must be my ring light. I was going to say maybe, or maybe you had like a Mentos or something. Uh, oh, I do love Mentos it, freshness. Yeah. That's Mentos a good kick into high gear. Life. Mentos, the fresh maker. Big difference between before a Mentos and after a Mentos. 
in the Patreon Carriage House, which comes out every Friday. Yeah. Well, that means we have an episode. Christmas is on a Friday this year. We have yeah. an episode coming out on a Friday. Yes. Which, but we can't tell people what it is, but what we can tell them is we're doing a special surprise for Christmas in the Carriage House. This so is if on you Patreon. Be only. Part of that, We've you never have done this to before. Patreon. Yeah. That's right. But we're really excited about what we think people are going to love it. It's a special Christmas treat. And then are we going to say now about January? About our schedule? Yeah. We are taking, go ahead, you can tell them, we're taking off. January 1 through January 12. Yeah. So there won't be any free feed episodes just for that 12 days. Because like I said, if it's in Austria, if it's here, Ron has got a reset. And frankly, I do too. Yeah, absolutely. And frankly, so does Jadvina. And frankly, so does Tony and Adam and uh, Nick. Nick and Dante to some extent. And Dante and and Emma. And Emma, of course. Yeah. But but there there will still be new episodes on Patreon. Every week, People are jonesing for Ronna and Brian. They can join Patreon if they haven't already. And their service will not be interrupted. But I want to say this, Ronna. You better. When we come back January 12th, do you think we're coming in with a whimper or a roar? I'm afraid to unleash this on them. This They don't deserve, I mean, do they deserve it? I guess they do, what we've all been through. It might be our first living legend on this show. I mean, like actual. This isn't just a famous person. No, no, no. This is like- This isn't a name. Let's put it that way. We didn't get a name. What's a name? Mario Lopez is a name, I suppose. Yeah. This person, I don't know how we could have done better or gone bigger for a relaunch on January 12th. Every single living person knows who this is. That's correct. Yeah. Maybe everyone on, certainly everyone in America, possibly everyone on planet Earth. Yeah, that's true. Including a couple of animals. I'll I'll take it I'll take it as you say it, Rana. Uh, we have a huge, huge guest that we are launching with on January twelfth. So yep. mark your calendars and don't think we've abandoned you. We're just taking a little reset. Tell and them be- about Vulture, then we've got to hang up. I know. So uh, Vulture, as with all these premier, um, premier sites yeah. that do the uh, the best <laughs> holiday gifting or their favorites of twenty twenty, what to give people in the holidays, that ranges from. Everything from Vogue to The New Yorker to yeah. um, GQ. Well, Vulture, of course, does one slash New York Magazine. Fabulous. And Vulture we love anyway because they've got of the course. finger on the pulse of everything. They are hip and they're real, cool and smart. And real podcasting aficionados. Definitely. Also. They're yeah. boots on the ground. So yeah. they included us on their like holiday gift list. They specifically included the Carriage House a holiday box. A very carriage house holiday. The the small box they included. Correct. Which you yeah. can get on askronacoffee.com, but endorsed by Vulture as one of the top 15 gifts you should give somebody. Unbelievable. Come on. We've never been happier. We're and just it could be a more little, gender neutral gift, by the way. We're just a tiny little podcast with a teeny little coffee business. And the fact right. that they recognized us, it means the world. Crazy. It means the world. It does. All right. That's All enough right. business for right now. I will post my lacquer recipe, but we have two you really need to, Rana. fabulous guests today. So I we was going to say, let's get to some pleasure. One of them is a repeat customer, I hate to tell you. She certainly is, She's Rana. our second repeat customer, her and Aden Moraine. Aden and Kulop. And then That's, another one. 
Yeah, Sue Chin. Let's Sue do Chin. it. Sue Chin. We've got two guests today. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about FM. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Brian. Yes, Rana. Would you like to make the home chef in your life feel like a Michelin star chef? Is it possible? Well, I didn't know it was until just recently. Okay. I've stumbled upon a fabulous business right out of Chicago called Rare Tea Cellar. Are you spelling that C-E-L-L-A-R? I am. Fabulous. Rare Tea Cellar is your home for gourmet ingredients and hard-to-find teas. Gorgeous teas that are soothing, relaxing, and I will say this, of the absolute highest quality. I have to say, all jokes aside, I'm on that back and forth on that site every day thinking, do I need this? Do I need that? My new obsession is they have a mustard that has espalette pepper in it, which is one of my favorite peppers, which comes right from that border of uh, France and Spain. And it's one of my favorite things to cook with. And I can't wait to try it. And we loved this rare tea cell so much that we had to put the Ronica stamp on two more gift baskets on this site. So we're not just fooling around here. Four luxurious options at wonderful price points for stuff yeah. that will knock your socks off. Yeah. And for our listeners exclusively, yeah. 20% off your first order with offer code. What is it? Brian. B-R-Y-A-N. That's right. My name. This is pretty fabulous. I mean, my name officially gets you in places now. Yeah. Oh, no, it officially gets you 20% off at rantycella.com off your first order. Fabulous. So don't sleep on this because this is is only uh, for the month of December, but this is pretty fabulous and we are delighted to have them as a sponsor. I would say if anyone ever wanted to peek in Rana's pantry, this is the way to do it. Don't talk about peeking in my pantry. You made that sound really dirty, Ronna. And it was I just very fresh. You're right. Very I'm fresh. S- God, I'm sorry. That was personal. Right, let's you're get right. back to the show. Fair enough. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Ronna. <laughs> well Someone I, jumped the gun. Was that Kulop as usual? I'm sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> Kulop who has an absolute holiday garland behind her on her mantle. She Excuse does. me. <gasps> It never Gorgeous. ends with cool up. She never misses an opportunity to jazz it up or make it a party. Or, I mean, it doesn't matter how she's feeling, if she's having a bad day or a good day, she finds a way to make it a party. Mm-hmm. I don't like and this. Leading is why with this. we love her. This is why I don't like leading with this, Rana. She must be But exhausted. can I just say that yeah. Kulop and Sujin yeah. are probably the 
best dressed guests we've, we've ever, ever had. had on this show. And I oh, hate sure. leading with that. I know that's like full Mario Lopez <laughs> extra, but you both look fantastic. Mario Thank Lopez you. has been getting a lot of a, a lot of shout outs on our show lately. From you, Rana. I, well, you just brought him up, not me. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Positive. Because of Saved by the Bell, right? Is that why No, because it's a Kentucky up? Fried Chicken a movie that he did or whatever. Oh. Did you know about this? No. He did what? a sexy Colonel Sanders video. Lifetime made a mini movie with Mario Lopez as a yeah. sexy Colonel Sanders. Uh, Wait, uh, uh, what? what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last week. Yep. They yeah. saw, I didn't watch it yet, but they, they did. They What's did just the that. beginning, middle, and end to that? Just <laughs> if I can ask. He cut, wait, uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I yes. see him in the costume, but what? What is the where I haven't watched it I haven't watched it. Collapse! Stop looking so upset. Okay, it is You're gonna have to recover. You're gonna have to recover. I'm not. I'm. I'm not very good at math. There's so much happening in my head. <laughs> yeah, it's a diagram I, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Can I and ask I, you all a question, please? Yes, please. Rana, this includes you, and I think I I've already. T- asked I was thinking you. it didn't include me, but yeah, it does. Go ahead. But I think I've already asked you, but you can weigh in. Mario Lopez is, of course, very good looking. Oh yeah. But will you agree with me that that he's he doesn't he's like. Great looking. This is how I feel about a lot of models, too. He's not necessarily sexy. 100%. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah we, we were having chiseled. a conversation, yeah, Brian exactly. and I, on our Patreon we uh, just the other day, where we were saying how we think that people who spend, who devote that much, now we're giving them a free Patreon episode. We think people <laughs> that devote that much time and energy to their bodies. Yeah. become sexless at some point because yeah. the only person they, they are attracted to is themselves, basically. Mm. Whoa. Whoa. How you about just, them apples? You just okay. broke down narcissism, I think. I think we all got <laughs> yeah. a diagnosis here. Yeah. I, it's it's not only his chiselness, but it's also his smoothness. Now, I'm not saying I know what his chesticles look like, yeah. but I imagine they're quite smooth like and, a baby i think like he mm-hmm. that's what his skin looks like baby skin and i like i like my my uh partners to be on the uglier side of the human spectrum and oh, lucky just them. as as hairy as f do you know what i mean like that's i didn't see that coming that's, I, I you like, oh you like a homunculus yeah, I like I I'm not when a man is so good looking, my eyes don't know where to rest. You know, it just slips and slides might, off exactly. well, And you of I course know you can't trust them. That's yeah, the other thing. I need like yeah. a an eyebrow situation to yeah. rest my eyes on, maybe a nose, a mouth you know what I mean? I need okay. something. You make them a little desperate and yeah. you know that they can bring home a squirrel if they have to. If, if there's nothing if all else fails, they can catch you a squirrel. Rana, Exa- what the yes. hell is a habuncula? A homunculus. Oh, homunculus. A homunculus. A is a Dracula (laughs) bunny. (laughs) Who sucks the life out of veggies, right? Isn't that right? I love panicula, yes. He turns all all of the fruits and vegetables, all the tomatoes in the fridge, he turns them uh, white from red because he sucks all the juice out of them. That's panicula. So scary. A homunculus is like the missing link. He's a hairy, short man who, you know, maybe, maybe does doesn't walk on all fours, depending on what catches his eye. See, that does sound kind of sexy. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) There are people, you must must like Jewish men, Suchin. (laughs) 
Some well, would say I have a, well, a flavor palette. <laughs> some would say well, I have a particular flavor palette. That's sure. you, you like Jewish guys. You like Eastern European guys. You like, yeah, that's very funny. You, I, I, you don't mind like a hairy chest. In my diary, I don't even know what's happening. This is, is this a psychology podcast? Are we? Because well, you are just really in It actually yeah. could be. I can tell you what it isn't. It isn't the Mario Lopez podcast. <laughs> no, so it's the Ask Rana podcast. We've got to move we, on. But we got to mention Add to Cart, Rana. Yes. So we need the ladies to tell everyone about their fabulous, fabulous new podcast, which is why we're having Kula back as a repeat customer. Excuse me. That's right. To our, talk our about sec, this our only the show. second person who's repeated because we we love you <gasps> so much. Is yeah. that true? I'm so honored. We, we love you. We had back because she had her book come out and we yeah. had to to have you back because we're so excited that you have a new show and of course people were dying for the return to podcasting of cool up no kidding excuse me did i say it right this time close yes what wait what did you say my name v lysack is what (laughs) i said yeah it's so funny i don't even hear my last name anymore (laughs) like i'm just you've just been so browbeaten yeah yeah i don't even like it just like it doesn't yeah i've built up some sort of block yeah Right, Tell right. us about this show. This show, uh, Add to Cart, is on Lemonada Media, and it is a show about the things we buy and uh, the things we buy into and what that says about who we are. So much yeah, like yeah. your Love show, we, we dabble in, in, in the psychology behind purchases, and uh, we don't mean to sometimes, sometimes we mean to, but we g- really get into uh, the details of our lives. <laughs> I love Just the, that. I like to call it the nooks and the crannies. You know what I mean? No, no fold unfolded, no t- stone unturned. Yeah. Sure. And are you two longtime friends or this was something that you just wanted to embark on together? We are not longtime friends. We've known each other for maybe a year and a half. We met through Time's Up Entertainment while organizing over there and nice. we became friends. Um, and it was something like, Hey, do you want to do this? Well, what is this? I don't know. Let's figure it out. (laughs) That's so great. And it has the best name of any podcast. I love the name of the podcast. Also, I think it just says it all. I think it's so exciting. It really is. And it's, it's something that I, I hit that button a lot. I smash that add to cart. But Absol- now- especially like this time of year is when I go yes, nuts, like out of control, just like stupid about stuff. But um, your show really does scratch an itch for me and also makes me think about purchases in a way that I hadn't. So oh, very thank cool. you. Yeah, it's very it. funny because uh, just not funny, but a lot of people, that's just how they've also been coping with the pandemic. And totally. so I think, you know, very much so. It's just very people's habits in that realm are very interesting and how that how that scratches a certain itch or makes you soothe soothes an issue or whatever it is. But there's always something at the heart of it if the behavior is somewhat, I don't know, irregular or impulsive or whatever you want to call it. But it's something everyone can relate to. Of course. Do I need this? What is this? Do I need this? Or I need this. Yeah. I need and then, this. And why? You sure? I need it. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I won't why? get between yeah. you and it. 
Uh, and why can't I, I find this sneaker for my son that he has to have so he knows sure. that I love him and, and that he's loved in this world and then he's going to walk in a puddle and it'll be all over. Yeah. Um, God, okay. Ron, remember when we were young and they the, all the kids wanted Cabbage Patch? How did we do it? Yes. <laughs> yes. My parents cabbage. got me some twins. That was two, a, is that true? Yeah. Oh yeah, they did have twins. Oh, twins. twins were very hard to get your hands on. So hard to get. And then this little bitch decided <laughs> that it was a boy and a girl, and I was like, I want them to be twins, true twins. So I cut the girl's hair so they would both have little froze. <laughs> and by the way, I'm sure you did a stunning job of it. <laughs> Oh, we just goodness. hacked into this expensive, <laughs> hard to get toy exactly. that my parents, my immigrant parents, tried they, they, to gave their, their whole lives yeah. to get. Yeah. yeah no that's wonder. one of those things every parent can relate to is what they yeah. had to do to get, what they had to sell of themselves to get a cabbage patch. And I, in those moments, I go, my mom was right to beat me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That one I deserved. That one that I deserved. One, that one I when get. That one. That one. I understand. One for you. One for you, one for Mama. You. One, one for you. you. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. I'm going to start this conversation here. Well, here we go. All right. Okay. Dear Rana and Brian, that uh, and that's a capital Y, and that Y expresses deep respect and appreciation. No shade or mockery here. Okay. okay. I sometimes people do the capital Y because I'm B R Y A N, and I get really. I think they're making fun of me, but other times I really like it. So that time I really liked it. In short, I'm in a pickle about how to let a nanny go during COVID. <laughs> I've been putting it off for a month now, and I just realized that the two of you might have some wise input about how I could navigate this quagmire of ethics, relationship ending, and finances. Or you will tear into me like a fresh babka on Shabbat. Either way, it's worth it. Here's the... So don't feel you have to be kind, ladies. Just give you true opinion here. This person's willing to, yeah. Here's the whole story. My husband and I have two kids ages 15 and 12, which is already shocking to me that they still have They're older. That's, yeah. Yeah. We have had the same nanny for over 15 years. That is correct. Swings around. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So now we're into member of the family territory. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. We hired her through when our firstborn, I'll call her Prima, was 11 weeks old. We have kept her in our employ through the uh, through her having three her having three more kids and us having one more kid. Wow. I'll call her Secunda. Sad, I like the Italian use of Italian here. Sure. Sadly, as of January 2020, Prima lives at a residential boarding school for kids with autism and behavioral disorders. So she is only home for visits. That's the 15 year old. Okay. Terrifying as that may sound in COVID. Uh, maybe in COVID, we have managed this as much as possible. All right. Uh, Nanny was a huge help to us during uh, years of turmoil with Prima's health and care. Seconda is in seventh grade and is doing well despite COVID and learning at home, but we will not need a nanny for her in eighth grade. That leaves us with the present dilemma. We've continued to pay Nanny's full salary since the COVID shutdown in mid-March while she stayed home with her kids and we stayed home with us. We'd like to continue to pay her until March of 2021 so that we will have to give, well, we will have given her a year of full salary as unemployment benefits. We have paid her under the table this whole time, which was her preference and ours, so we won't quali- she won't qualify for regular unemployment. She has other employers 
since she has only worked for us part time for the last nine years. And as far as I know, they've continued to pay her as well. The money that we could save from letting her go is substantial and we will be, and will be redirected towards saving for Prima's care as we assume that she will not be able to support herself into adulthood. Not that this really matters as far as figuring out how and when we let our nanny go, but saving for my disabled child does weigh on me. Is it cold of us to let her go as of March 2021? Or have we been reasonable to pay her a year of unemployment out of respect for her 15 years of employment and generally being caring people? If we weren't in the midst of a pandemic, we'd be talking to her about ending her employment this summer anyway, since we won't need her in September. It all just feels very uncomfortable to be telling her that we are letting her go when COVID is not yet resolved and saying goodbye without being in person for a year feels very wrong. Thank you in advance for your sage and possibly deranged advice, Brian. And f- you know yes. what? Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah. why was tough now. And now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I know they were making fun of me. You're and right, she, Kula. And she wrote it with a capital Y in the parenthesis and in parenthesis. And for all the joy and brilliance you both have shared with your adoring audience in 2020. Yeah, five, how adoring. How adoring that they talked to me like only. that. Kiss, kiss in a pickle in Chicago. Sujin, you want to start? What do you think? I mean, I, first of all, I think that backstory is so important because this is such a personal, individual, household by household decision. And the question stops at the future of my disabled child, period. There's no other explanation needed. If she's weighing the cost of keeping someone on that she was going to let go anyway, and the sort of well-being of her child as a parent, that child comes before anything. You know, that's, that doesn't, there's not even an argument. And I would hope that someone who had been with my family and as much of a family member as possible, I don't think that she's going to be surprised at this conversation. In fact, I would be surprised if she was surprised. So to me, these conversations, while you can't have it in person, require just a complete transparency and honesty. Here are my fears. Here are the things that keep me up at night. You know, X, Y, and Z. These are the reasons why. They're not excuses. They're such legitimate reasons that I think anyone who's been a part of your family will understand. Furthermore, a year as um, severance, I think is fair. But that's that's my opinion. It's a good one. Cool up. Yeah, you got to let her go. Uh, as long as you do it with grace <laughs> and you honor the time that you have. I'm only yeah. laughing because Cool Up is, as much as she's a fantasist, she's a pragmatist. These Cuts are the to two. The chase. These are the two pats of Cuckoo's personality. She's which I, oh my goodness! You it. see me so like all parts, like every angle. You see me this here. Is you, the see me above. Cool you see me here. Here. This is yeah. creator showrunner Kulop, where she's like, all right, we don't have time. Let's do this. Oh, survival. Yeah, I choose survival. If yeah. that's your question, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Pat's daughter. Um, Yeah. uh, Sure. Uh, You know, I think, I don't think, I think the conversation will be uncomfortable. 
I think there will be feelings. I think there will, you know, but as long as Pickle in Chicago uh, makes it clear that um, she, this nanny has, is valued, uh, will be valued and just there are changes. um, That's all she can do, really. Um, in in my opinion, and and there's lots of tough things that can't happen right now um, because of COVID. Uh, in terms of being able to say bye properly in person, you know, a lot of people can't say yeah. bye properly uh, in in actually more dire yeah. uh, scenarios. So, well, there is also the concern that. There's a couple of concerns here. I'm curious. I want to hear what Brian has to say, and then I'll bring up my reservations after that. I ag- I fully agree with Sujin and Kulop in that I I don't think you are doing anything wrong here. I know that it probably feels crappy to have to do this to someone in the middle of a pandemic with someone who's been under your employ for 15 years. I would say with with all that, just with a caveat of, and maybe I missed this in the letter. I do think that the earlier you tell someone, the the better. I wouldn't sit on it if you know this is what's happening. Yeah. I don't think you have to live in fear that she's going to like jump up and out of your life the next day. I, it just doesn't seem like that sort of dynamic to me that she would st- – but I, I, I would want to know quickly, especially in this world where jobs are harder to come by, especially jobs that require someone new to be in your family – I would just say, if you know you want to let go of her in March, I would tell her now so that she, or maybe at the beginning of the year. So she, she has three months or something to kind of figure it out. I, I, I don't really think there's a risk in doing that. I think I agree with everything everyone said, but there's two factors here that I'm concerned about. One, of course, the pandemic, which is that, This woman has been paid under the table by this family and her other families for 15 years. So in this moment, she doesn't have any other options for income. No net. Because she is not able to uh, apply for unemployment. I'm not saying that's your responsibility. I'm just saying that that is the truth. And it's also the reality of your arrangement with her all these years. And... I think there is a little bit of, I don't want to call it magical thinking, but I think you're seeing something here from your perspective and she's not necessarily going to see it the same way. And that's just something that you have to figure out how you want to deal with. I think that's 100% right. You uh, are seeing this as a year of severance. She saw this as the pandemic happened Every month we reevaluated what we were doing. Do you feel safe being around my family? Do I feel safe being around your family? There may have been an arrangement where she could have come back to work a couple of days a week with a testing situation, et cetera. And that's a decision that you both arrived at together. So just even though she hasn't really been working for the last year, this was not presented to her as I'm giving you a year of severance. You did not fire her a year ago and give her a year of severance. So that is how you have justified this in your mind. I mean, that, that is, is so cl- that is such a great point. Yes, especially yeah, if you were going to let go of her in July anyway. Why don't you just pay her till July and tell her now? I think you tell her. That's what I think. I think you tell her now. 
I think the vaccine is hopefully coming, though. You know, we don't know who's going to get it when. And, and if you have any ability to help her get the vaccine or whatever, you know, I don't I'm not saying that people do, but I don't know whether she's engaged in the healthcare system or she isn't. Maybe your personal doctor is going to have access to these. You know, I just I don't want to generalize, but people that live in this way and are not engaged in they're not getting unemployment. They're often not getting Medicare. They're often not, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know what her her situation is. And my guess would be that in your lives together, you've helped her navigate some of that stuff. And I don't know whether she's legal or not or any of any of that. I'm just saying if you have a way to help her uh, at least get on a wait list or whatever it is, I think you should do that because I think that is going to be the difference between her and being able to get another job. That is that is something to put on a resume, frankly, with a job like that. I'm yeah. vaccinated. Yeah. Because her wow. job is to be around other people. And mm-hmm. that is what she look, she's been she's a nanny, she is a childcare worker. She understands it's very sad and it's heartbreaking, but she understands the reality that children grow up and become adults and that people don't need nannies anymore and they have to find another family. She's obviously relatively young if she's had three children in the last fifteen years. This is not a eighty year old woman. This is a maybe fifty year old woman, maybe less. And can so, I yeah. can I say something I didn't like about this letter that I don't live in this world. I don't know if this is the thing you do. I do think it's weird to call someone nanny like it's their name. I didn't like that she did that. This letter oh, I, I think she was just trying to make it. This one is this one. This one is that. For, oh, okay. uh, when we're reading. Because so people we do do that so. with nanny sometimes. They're like, nanny, oh, well, I can I talk doesn't. to you for a second? People do do that. And <laughs> I it's, really oh. hope. I really hope that's not the I'm case. I'm sure it, it isn't. It could be. I just wanted something to be pissed off about. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you needed to turn. You needed a reason to turn on this absolutely beautiful hat felt letter that was sent to of us. Of course, yes. but I call Scott father. Is that weird? Well, a hundred percent. Yeah, but listen, no, slightly judgments. better than daddy, but that's not true. Much. Father, will you be podcasting? Oh today? my god! But honestly, when you put it in context, it was so much worse. <laughs> I think daddy. I I think I prefer daddy. I think yeah. I do. Okay. In yeah. that context. I think that they can, I don't know, but I think they can afford to keep it to the summer. And that was their plan anyway. And they've turned this into a year in their mind from when the pandemic started. And look, nobody loves the fact that they've been paying people for the last year for jobs they're not doing. And and it absolutely becomes a strange issue of class and burden and that kind of thing. And yeah. you're allowed to not want to do that anymore. And but also, there are consequences yeah. and she's a member of your family. I would also just say giving her all that time doesn't mean she's going to take all that time. I mean, presumably she would want to find a job when there is a job. Yes. So I would also say to her, we're willing to pay you till July. Of course, if something comes along before that, we won't hold you to it. But yeah, I don't know. If you're able to do it, that's what I think is right the thing to do. Um, because it sounds like that was your plan initially anyway, but you'll have to have that conversation with your husband and see what you feel comfortable with. But I completely agree that this is a conversation that needs to happen, you know, right as soon as maybe not, maybe after the first of the year, maybe not right at the holidays, but well, it's interesting. So what is the question? Cause the question isn't, should I fire her or keep her? Right. Yeah. Like that's get not really, the question yeah. is how, I suppose. How to do it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Did you get did you get your package to you? I did. I got it's another candle, Rana. 
Sierra Trudon Abd Abdel Al Carter. Is that how you Abd- say it? Abdel Carter. Did you get it from a different purveyor this time? Was the other one sold out? Correct. I, yes, exactly. I got it on yeah, a, a Mr. Porter, if anyone knows yeah. this. Okay, wait. What is this fantastic candle? I, I need to know. This is my signature candle. I Pardon. could come model it. Should I model it? It is. If it's for you, you can open it up. It's for if me. It isn't, oh, then open the package okay, and show hang us on, your I'll candle. Go get it. Or should I stay? <laughs> Just stay, I suppose. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a Sia Trudon. Uh, it, it was the, the candle, the French candle house of Napoleon and Josephine. Um, and they make a lot of candles that I don't like the smell of because they smell like you would light them in a room full of people that haven't bathed in months. Like Too the, strong. The French yeah. court. Like Napoleon. Oh, right, right. But they I thought you make, meant literally of their odor, of the no, body odor. I was because like, that's- a lot of the fragrances are original <gasps> fragrances. Oh, right. But they do one, which Cotton is called Abd El Qaeda, right. and it is fresh mint, essentially. And it is Ooh. that it smells absolutely exactly like fresh mint. It's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, my God. And goodness. the coloring cool up. It would look great in that office because it's a dark green sea glass with a gold seal, but it's almost a black green. It would look great in that office. Uh, well, her. now you've ruined it for me, Rana, because I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> But I know what's in it. Well, you saw the picture on the internet. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm just teasing. You know All what? Right, the, I will say this is the kind of candle, because it's expensive, but it's the kind that I light it when I'm working and it makes me feel so good while I'm mm. like working on something. I, I mean, rich- it's, a, it's a candle that you have to sign for. That's how expensive it is. Well, it's not even that expensive. That was just the shipping that he did, I guess. <laughs> well, should you do like DHL Napoleon. or something? Yeah, also Napoleon. Napoleon. It's not yeah. that expensive. Ever it's not- heard of him? <laughs> yeah. Just Ever like, I think him? it was an emperor of some sort. Some so, sort. Very some short sort. man. Yeah. Exactly. Has that glove co- with has, this candle. Has that coffee <laughs> suit, Jen? I paid $150,000 for it. So it, it was a steal. Oh, did it come with one of his testicles? <laughs> no. What made me say that? I have been Rana, very. I'm telling been, you, something Ryan is said up I was with very you today. Loose today. He said I was very loose today. Something's up with you today. Maybe my about- maybe my mug has champagne in it, Brian. Brian told me, <laughs> you'll know, Kulop. You're an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Brian told me that if you pour champagne into a bottle, nobody knows what bottle it came out of. And I said that's wonderful because I was thinking about incorporating cheap punch into my routine this holiday season. I'm just saying, if you pour champagne into a bowl, no one knows what brand it was. Because he said he was sending me a couple of bottles of something called Andre, which is about $5 a bottle, so that I didn't have to share the good stuff with my guests. Does that sound like me? It was Not only at a all. suggestion. Not at all. <laughs> it was only a suggestion, he said. Just he was spitballing off the top of his head. Well, he's, you know? the kind exactly. of, he's the kind of guy that brings a bottle to a party that he wants to drink and then he stands by it for the rest yeah, of the night. Yeah, take the rest home. Exactly. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> All right, should we get to the next All right, question? Next question. Here we go. Okay. Dear. Oh, sorry, my computer. Oh, God, hang on. I know. I know. I know. Something's off with my computer. I know. I'm so sorry. Okay. You can't be serious. No, I... Okay, got it. It's good. It was frozen. Okay. Dear Rana, Brian, and possibly guest, excuse me too, Sujin and Kulop, of Add to Cart, (laughs) the podcast. Every year, I make more than 80 dozen cookies to give as... 80 
dozen. Oh, nine hundred and nine sixty. Eight nine. Brian, okay, you did it. Brian, <laughs> wow. I had no idea you were so good Carry at math. Carry the Brian. one. I eight am. plus. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brian, you have secret Dang, math Brian. skills. What did you say? You have secret math skills. I do have secret. I can. I'm really good at short math. <gasps> wow. And sometimes I um I see things as num as um not as numbers, but like. I'll transfer the letters to numbers and then multiply them all together, like in a word. What? You know what? Holy I don't want to talk. You better <laughs> like Mary Lou Henner, except different <laughs> except- in, in the way that you are. Right. Except I don't remember anything about my life longer Wait. than five years ago. <laughs> Give us an example immediately of what you do with a word. Like I'll look, like say the word is like, now Summer. I'm nervous. Honor? Uh, yeah, Honor. Okay. Well, now I'm scared. I can't do it. Okay. Is it when you see it on a piece of paper? No, it's when I see the word, but then it takes me like a minute to be like, okay, R is letter this, O is letter this, N is letter this. And and then like, I'll multiply it from there. But it it does take me like a full minute to do it. Multiply it times each other, every letter. R times O times N times N times A. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) It has served me not once. But it's not synesthesia. No, no, I don't. Like it's synesthesia, I remember is like the letters. Numbers have colors and no, things like that. It's just that I find the letter that corresponds with the number, and then do multiply you do them. Sudoku or anything like that? I have, but not really. No. Huh. I mean, okay. you could be. A, are yeah. you a? Are you a spy? You have to say if you're a spy. Like you have to. I'm certainly not. But if Actually, I see that, it's the opposite. You have to say if you're a cop. If you're a spy, you can never say if you're never a spy. say. Okay, but for I instance, it up. like I when I see, yes, if you're a cop I and s- someone asks you, you have to identify yourself. If you say you're okay. a spy, and if someone asks if you're a spy and you say you're a spy, you're fired. All right. Okay. Or dead. Yeah. But if I see the number, they'll eight, leave you I, for dead if you ever admit it. If I see you like burned. the number eight, I always see it as is two times the square root of two. I don't see it as the number eight. I immediately Whoa. start doing math with it. This is fascinating. It hasn't served me once. Thank you. When did you but start you doing this? Mm-mm. When huh? I was a kid. Okay. I'm making it sound way more special than I am. It, it really is. I mean, it still takes me like on the longer ones. It still takes me like a full minute to come up with it. Anyway, I'm beaming with pride over my skill. But that's, well, it has, well, it's of no use. 960 cookies. Yes. Is that it? Oh, the question. Here we go. (laughs) Every year I make more than 80 dozen cookies to give as gifts during the holidays. Approximately 35 to 40 friends, relatives, and colleagues receive a box. I love making these cookies and giving them away. It's one of the ways I enjoy the season. I will admit, though, to having a bit of an ego about these cookies. I know they are very good. They are carefully curated, well-presented, made with good ingredients, and most importantly, delicious. I spent a lot of time- Where's our box? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I spent a lot of time and money on this yearly effort, and I've started to get irritated when recipients take the box with a thank you, but never let me know that they've eaten or enjoyed the cookies. Mm. In most cases, I hand off a box and receive nothing in return. I don't give the cookies expecting to get something back, but I feel genuinely appreciated when someone sends even the quickest note later on to say they enjoyed the cookies. A few years ago, one of my closest friends approached me after Thanksgiving. My husband and I have discussed it, and he feels that we appreciate the cookies more than anyone else, so we should get two boxes instead of one. 
I laughed at the boldness and gave them a second box. My question is what to do about those who are, in my assessment, underappreciative. They accept the box and I've never heard a word about it. Are my expectations unreasonable? Do I need to find a way to let them know that I want to hear from them? (laughs) Do I just leave them off next year's list? Or do I need to watch a couple of Hallmark movies to remind myself of the true meaning of Christmas and stop complaining that I'm not being thanked well enough? I absolutely love listening to the podcast twice a week, which means their Patreon. Thanks so much for all the hilarious and thoughtful content during this deeply troubling year. Best C. C is now, I got I, Virgo I want, in their chart. <laughs> I want Kulab to what dig that deep Tell us, into herself before she answers this question yeah. because I think you think Kulab she's like this can a hundred percent identify with this person and she doesn't quite like that about herself, but that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, here this is we need to show people how we want to be loved. And that's a hard lesson to learn, okay? Wait, wait. We need to show, to show people, people how, how right, we, we want, want to be loved. Okay. Loved, right? So, so and, take and, the guesswork out of us. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, what do I hear? I hear somebody who keeps receipts. <laughs> I, I know that person. I know that. And I mentioned a Virgo. That's somebody who, like, sings just so and is a little bit like, no, 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 is hyper critical of other people, but more so about themselves. They want to be appreciated. They want to be seen. And sometimes they just want people to just know that about them. And so, yeah, I do think if there are people, uh, you you have to say what you want. (laughs) In life, we must say what we want uh, because people can't read minds. So if there are people that you feel like, hey, be like, it's like, hey, did you like the cookies? Yeah. And then I hope go, you enjoyed oh, the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Just say it. It's way easier than to to expect people to read your mind. And also, if you when you give a gift, you know, it's that's what it is. <laughs> like, also, that's what it is. <laughs> you don't you know, and if you don't want to be um, if you don't want to give them cookies, then don't give them cookies. Yeah. We're all grown. It's a lot of work in that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Su- that's my thought. Su Jin. So I'm not as good in math as Brian is. So we're talking how how many dozen? Eighty, 80. dozen cookies. To me, and again, this is just me. <laughs> that's about maybe seventy more dozen than I would make. Meaning that that's a lot of people. Meaning that if you're going to send out that many cookies, you're going outside your very close personal ring Excellent of people point. Excellent that know point. you. So I hope that the people that are very much in your inner circle profusely thank you. I mean, if one of my friends, and I know this about her, that she does this every year, that she puts so much thought into it, and I got cookies, I am... Instagramming story, eating the cookies, I'm taking pictures of it. I'm texting her. I mean, I've done this because I've gotten, I know I have a friend whose whole family does this and it's very sweet. And let me tell you, every bite, I take a picture. This bite was even better than the last bite Yeah, because I know. So I think there's a little bit of that. To me, it seems like either the list has to get shorter or you have to have different expectations depending on you know, what circle of friendship that this person sits outside of. Rana, what do you think? 
Well, the first thing that needs to happen is you have to be honest with yourself. You absolutely 100% make these cookies so people can tell you how fabulous and gorgeous and delicious they are. And you're furious when they don't. Okay? So I don't want to hear about how you love the feeling of your kitchen on the holiday season. And <laughs> it's your favorite thing to make a thousand cookies. Right. And you're an God. elf and you just live for being an elf. And that's all it is. Because is so that's real. absolute horseshit. <laughs> It is. Right. A thousand cookies is a is a full fledged bakery. A thousand cookies. That's Does a he bakery. live in a commercial bakery? <laughs> That's what I mean. Wild. It's a lot of work, and you like being known as the guy with the does the cookies. Oh, are you on so and so's Christmas cookie list? We're not on the cookie list. You're on the cookie list. Well, I used to work with him at, at blah blah blah, and I'm on the cookie list. I get oh. two boxes. I got two boxes. This we year. asked for wow. two. Status. The packing order just got bigger. Of yep. course, they were going to get two. The ones that asked for two. That is a dream come true. They kissed not, the cookie ring. Yeah. Not only do I love you, cookies. I want to kill myself when I run out of them, and my husband wants his own box of your delicious cookies. Yeah. Now. As a person who loves to give gifts and isn't so hot on receiving them, I don't hate receiving them, but it's not, I'm not as good at receiving a you gift. You don't as give I to receive. I am at giving a gift. Right. I want to know what people think of my gift when I give it to them because I've thought of them before I send it. So if I send somebody flowers, I want them to send me a picture of the flowers because I also want to know if they were any good. That's the other thing. I want to know about the experience because that makes me think, oh, will I use that florist again or will I not? That sort of thing. But Su Jin is entirely correct. You've got too many cookies out there. You've, you're floating these cookies to too many people. Yeah, and the with people one cook. That don't say thank you. If you're honest with yourself, that bothers you. They're off the list for next year. <laughs> they are. You're great. giving these cookies so people tell you how great the cookies are. That's the gift you're giving yourself this every holiday season is that people tell you what a fabulous cookie maker you are. And you love that feeling. And it makes you feel like you have given, you have shared the holiday spirit with someone who appreciates it. And that is the exchange that you're God interested in. This, you've got to be joking. I don't know what's happening. I think my thing's on. Sorry. Okay. Now oh, guys, this has never phone. happened. Now I'm, you're, so I'm in. I'm so sorry. I've never seen this level of uh, I haven't either. I, I'm shocked by it. Life. I'm very sorry. It's Is all that your off. Tamagotchi that went off? No. <laughs> no. Are you, raise, are you raising a chicken on my time? It's my Furby, and no, it did. It, it's fine. It just fed it a. I just fed it a pellet or whatever. I think you need to be honest with yourself. I think you need to condense your list. I think you need to send us a box of these cookies so we know what we're really dealing with. I am dying for a box of these cookies. And you know how I'll reply. I'll we reply, bite by bite. Absolutely. I will story and it. I will, we will We'll talk it. about it to everybody on the podcast, unless the cookies are no good. And then we're, that's and we're going to let them know that, too. I think it's but, a combo so, huh. of, like, look. I don't think, as Kulop said, there's anything wrong with saying, did you enjoy the cookies? Or I hope you enjoyed the cookies or, or anything like that. If did you, you get the cookies? Did you get the cookies? Yeah. But now he's now he's texting 80 people. He's got I, I 80 agree. people who are he's on his list. He's bitten off way more than he could chew. Yeah. That's he's a spending the whole Christmas week. Did you get the cookies? Did you get the cookies? Did you get the cookies? Did yeah, you get the cookies? Exactly. So my suggestion is a little bit different. Than what you all have said, although I do think that it is valid to ask if someone likes them. And I do think it is 
absolutely, I, I think you should reduce the list. As Sujin said that I, I agree. I think the people who are 60 to 80 on that list are probably people that you are, are acquaintances at that point. Um, but I also think that there's something valid in let's say July, August, September, October of next year and just shooting a text and saying, did you like the cookies? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No I contact for seven so... months. Did you get the cookies? Yeah. Did you get the cookies? In July. Because uh, that exactly. So just or wait that, a good. Or maybe it's. Did, oh, I love that. Didn't you get my cookies? Or yeah. did you not get my cookies? Uh, yeah. Did you not I get my cookies? I love that because then yeah. they're off the list. You don't even have to. You don't even have to feel bad about them no. saying. But How come I didn't get I, the cookies? Is yeah. Can but I you just will, say. Please. No, so right. I was just going to say, so you send that text, you do it while you're smoking, yeah. and then you put your cigarette out after you send it. Absolutely. And you grab a that. martini and you swig it back and you and run And you just your let world. it burn. You, you put let the it lighter, burn. lighter fluid. You, you, you do pour the, the alcohol movie? on the fire. What's that yes. movie? <laughs> where, where she, anyway. So, um, but I do also have to say, who doesn't say thank you after getting a I gift? I agree. Yeah. What That's are we, wild. Neanderthals? What are we? It's a children. Yeah. You know, and it's so easy now. You don't even have to write a note. You send a text. I know. You do a picture. It's it the easiest thing. So Men, anyone that's, that's the getting- first person. <laughs> Men. Okay. Men. That's your first category. People that don't say thank you. They say, really? oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> As a man, I'd like to defend my sex and say, I always say thank you. Cool. <laughs> All right, cis then white males. They eat males. all the cookies and then they're gone. Yes, and Fair then they, then you have cons- to be more specific. Yeah, middle yeah. yeah. cons- aged, cis white. Yeah, males. sure, straight. Father, yeah. that's who. Father would not remember to send a text for the cookies, father. and mother would say to father, yeah. "Did you say thank you for the cookies?" That's, and he'd say, yeah. "Oh, great idea. I should I should text them." That yeah. is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay, the first that thing that Rana said that shifted it for me is like this person sounds like they love being known as making 960 cookies sounds like the greatest so they love it it's it's a there there's a little bit of martyr in that letter and there's a little bit of like there's pride i make all these cookies so what a great time for you to cut people and invite new people into your life and and value your relationships by the cookie or, box New people, will you be, can I, worthy to bestow my cookies upon you? Well, less And then people. be way more hardcore. And this person doesn't be, sound like less people. This no. person's not interested in less people He wants in my to mind. tell people he made 1,200 cookies next year. That's I right. I want this person right. to be living in like a wisteria lane, desperate housewife situation. It's no question. Someone new comes to town, they gift them the cookies, and the neighbors are like, you better thank him for those cookies because that, that this determines whether you're in or out. Yeah. We need a picture of the cookie operation. We need you know, the cookies. You know he has them. Yeah. He has Definitely. pictures of the cookie operation. Yeah. And we need pictures and we need details. And I hope he looks like and the lint And most importantly, man. we need a box of cookies sent to the yes. carriage house. And, and one last thing, if you want people to really appreciate it, just we're giving this pitch for you to, to give it out to less people because that means it's more exclusive. 900 people, that's, uh, that's a, there's a, a large village. If you want people to really care every time it's, they get a box, less people, we need a red velvet rope. Yep. If you want a red velvet reaction, 
then you need to have less people. Get more well, exclusive. But it doesn't sound like yeah, you want set that. yourself up for the reaction that you want. Yeah. Yeah. And but please text in July or August to those I other do people. think there are people, and they're just different, but there are people that... And it's, and it's, you know, disappointing, but when they get gifts, they just say, oh, that was nice. Thank you. And they're delighted to have been thought of, but they may not contact the other person. And it's crazy, but it's how they operate. And it doesn't occur Mm. to them that, you know, and these are the people that I don't want to send gifts to. I agree. I have to say, I sent a gift to my mom that got there a couple weeks ago. And I was like, did you get it? She was like, I did. And I was like, okay. And then I waited a couple of days. I was like, well, what did you think? She was <gasps> like, you know, it's in a box in the garage. I just didn't feel like opening it yet. And I go, do you understand? I go, do you understand how hurtful that is? She was like, oh, I didn't, uh, I'm sorry. And she opened it on the phone and her reaction was truly out of 50 because she just was like, <laughs> Understood she, she was on the line. Yeah, Her life exactly. was on the line. But at the end of it, I got what I wanted, you know? Uh, okay. Here's our last question. Then we do our giveaway. Yes. So get okay. prepared for that. Okay. Hi, Ron, Brian, and guest. I'd love to be kept anonymous. I adore you both and am presumably, okay, excited about today's guest. Well, I don't know what that means. Okay. You will be. That means they didn't know who it was, but they're excited anyway. Oh, but they're excited anyway. Okay. After a couple non-committal attempts, my boyfriend has made the decision that drinking is not serving him well in life and he'd like to cut it out. Nothing all that notable has occurred because of his drinking, but it brings out a largely negative side to him and isn't great on our relationship, i.e. arguments, short tempers. He'd be the first to say he's uncomfortable with his dependency on it. While not one for AA or organizational slash community-based support outside of friends and close relationships, he did recently mention he wishes he could think of a way to celebrate markers in time on this journey without putting as much weight as a title or chip like six months sober has. He's also not sober. He smokes weed and I'm in support of that. I was hoping you could help me come up with something that might help him feel accomplished and eager to continue this journey. Kiss, kiss, uh, anonymous, alt anonymous. They wrote. So, hmm. like a special gift or a, or token of this or something is that is that about right? Or is that is that what they're asking? I guess that's what they're asking. But I okay. have a very specific reaction to this. I think. What do you think? Which I may or may not be right fair, but I don't think that's your place. To be honest with you, I don't think you want to be in a situation where you're keeping track of his <sighs> sobriety and where you're. Se- if the if he has a milestone he wants to celebrate, where he says, you know, next week it's six months. I thought we could go to dinner. Or we could, or I thought I'd bake a cake or I thought whatever. If he wants to bring you in on that, then I think that's lovely. But I think the idea of you coming up with a calendar or a chore wheel or is whatever a lot of it pressure. is. This yeah, is a sticker personal, system, a gold star. Yeah, this is a personal journey he's supposed to be on that you are supporting and that you should be supportive of. But this guy needs to find a way whether it's with his therapist or whether it's AA, even if he take could take it or leave it with AA, he goes to a meeting once a week or he doesn't or what, you know, it's a good question. What else is out there besides AA? And I actually don't sure. know the answer to that, but this is something he should be dealing. He should be taking care of on his own because he needs to be personally responsible. And I think inevitably on these journeys, there are, 
either slip ups or tough moments or whatever. And if you're the hall monitor on that, I don't see that boating well for your relationship. I do think it adds, I think you could get him a gift and just get him a gift. I think it's a lot of pressure though, to like, to say this is for being a good boy, essentially. I think, and I don't think that's how this person yeah. means it, but I could see how it would be like, okay, you've come this far, here's the gift. And the, the other person might receive it graciously and gratefully, but they also might say to themselves, don't fuck up. You know, I don't know. Yeah. The re- the reward generally in his juniors aren't, isn't the, it isn't the coin or it isn't the certificate. Uh, it's the, it's the, the, the choosing moment to moment. And, and I mm. really, what Rana says, it's, it's, it's a personal journey. It's, um, but yeah, it's so funny. Like, I love Rana, you like that, that's it. And I'm like, oh, well, uh, I'm sure there's something on no, Etsy. No, honestly, me too. Where, I didn't uh, even, I didn't even consider that it might be sort you know, of like inappropriate. Or, yeah. uh, <laughs> but there might be. And it's, a, and also if you want to give him something at these milestones, that's great. But the idea that there's some kind of construct and that you're responsible for that, or, I mean, and again, that's just my opinion. I don't, I don't really have a ton of experience with my close, close intimates going through this, where someone I live with is going through this sort of thing. Of course, there are people in my life who are sober and have gone through sobriety and it's incredibly impressive and they're sticking to it and it's wonderful. But everybody's journey is different. And this guy sounds like he's more made the choice that it really wasn't healthy and wasn't serving him. And that's a pretty good place to be, I have to say, as opposed to someone who is, you know, their life is wreckage, uh, as a result of getting really out of control with this stuff. But, you know, that's already pretty impressive. But I just think you don't want to be the keeper of that. I think that's something he needs to keep either for himself or with his therapist or his life coach or his other sober buddy. Or I don't know, but it feels personal. I, I And I hope you hearing this gives you a sense of relief that you don't have to take this mm. on. Good point. Um, yeah. I hope that's how you and feel. And not only that you don't have to take this on, but in some ways, and again, I don't have a ton of experience with this particular specific issue, but that you may not also make, be making it better. Like you could be making it worse. You know how sometimes I'm thinking about this in terms of even a situation that I, you know, sometimes encounter with a friend of mine where I think I'm being helpful by doing all these things and well, why don't we do this? And what? And it robs her of the ability and the sort of feeling of like self-empowerment to come up with the ideas on her own if I'm always the one doing this. So you don't, so there's a little bit of that for me in there. I know that that may not be the case in this situation, but you don't want to be a fix, push your fixer mode onto this yeah, other person. You don't want to be the cheerleader. You don't want to be, because I think it's unsustainable as well, you know, yeah. because if this person, this is a lifelong commitment and a journey that will have ups and downs, it's going to be exhausting. And I think, frankly, impossible for another person to drag someone through that if they're not 
the ones actually in front of, you know, that momentum themselves. I have been in a relationship like this before. I've been in a relationship with someone who was an alcoholic and I was like a huge cheerleader for it. And all it really ended up doing is with, if this person slipped, they just started hiding everything from me. Mm. Even though mm. I had great intentions, it just was the sort of thing of like, oh, mm. fuck, now I've let That's you another. down. And it mm-hmm. isn't about that. You know, it's just it, it is this weird added pressure thing where like every milestone I would just go all out. And it was sort of like, well, no, I mean, you can just show your support by just being yourself and normal and there and not, you know encouraging him to do something he doesn't want to do. Yeah, and being cool about it. Because yeah. I also think that's the other thing. We've talked about this a little bit in different ways, which is this the idea of how drama is tied up into addiction. And obviously those two things don't have to go together, but they often do, which is that people who are addicts are often addicted to, additionally addicted to the drama that that lifestyle uh, provides for them. And I think that sometimes when people get sober, I mean, I think it's great to feel like you're part of a community and that you're moving towards something and that there is a way forward, which is what's great about AA. You don't have to love everything about AA, but what it does is it provides a path and a structure for people. And probably, again, I've never been through it myself, but there's probably things that you can take a little more seriously, a little less seriously, but that that keeps you honest, essentially, on that journey. But often, especially in the beginning of sobriety, people get caught up in the drama of this new choice and this new lifestyle and these new friends. And now I go, I do seven hit classes a week instead of three. And now I do, you know, whatever the thing is. I buy all the accessories. Whatever you throw, you all my friends are sober. (laughs) I, I can't talk to people that don't drink. I don't, you know, whatever, whatever the most extreme version of the thing is. And really the people that are most successful at not drinking and not, or not doing whatever it is that they need to stop doing are the people that accept the fact that that is what life is going to be like now. And so in some ways, just by being steady and being supportive, you're saying it's cool. This is normal. This is the new normal in our life. Instead of his, I jumped out of a cake when you got nine months sobriety or whatever. I mean, because you can't keep doing that for the next 10, 15, 25 years or however long this is going to go on. It has to be something that these people come to terms with and that they realize that's not good for me. I don't do that. Can I ask if anyone has ever witnessed someone jumping out of a cake? Me no, neither. I'm, I'm dying to. Right. I, I'm certain that I have, and I can't <laughs> think of when it was. But it had to have been in the like 80s, 90s. Well, I once yeah. jumped out of a cake, but I've never witnessed what? it. Really? Yeah. You? Yeah, for Bob's 50th, I jumped <gasps> out of a cake. <laughs> what were you wearing? Not much. Ron. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> was it? Did, what kind of cake? Yeah. Did you get claustrophobic? It was a vanilla buttercream cake because that's, you don't want chocolate or chocolate frosting to get sure. on you if any of the cake gets on it looks you like you come poo-poo. out of the cake. Yeah. yeah. You just yeah, don't yeah, want yeah. that. Right. It ruins the picture. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dirty Sanchez or something. No, nothing like that, actually, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> that's the second time you brought that up on this. No, you brought up the Cleveland, year, the Cleveland steamer. The Cleveland steamer. Okay. 
All right, it's time for our giveaway. <laughs> yes. Okay, now, so this is I the part of the show. I have a new idea about the giveaway. Go ahead. Does it involve money? It always involves money with the giveaway. Brian's but, very concerned about your finances. <laughs> I mean, the podcast as a whole. Well, that's because Brian it financially knows, viable. That's because Brian knows that I take off the top of his check before he gets his check. So that's what no, I wouldn't is, be surprised. He's not fully in control of his finances. I make sure the operation has what it needs, and then Brian gets. Does paid. your podcast have an HR person? <laughs> and. Well, I guess we do. Yeah, there is. Huh. There is. Lemonada. Lemonada Media has, there yeah, go. there's quite a bit of people who and are. are you talking yeah. to them every day? To, if you want to move to a big company like Lemonada, you can't. Ronna, I, I'm, just say, I'm just saying that when we send things to people yeah. that we think deserve them, I would just like a little bit, like 10% back. From them. <laughs> yeah. Or from me. So you want 10% of the coffee beans back to you. You want them no, to but cash. But when yeah. he sends 80 dozen boxes of cookies, he wants the box to come back. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I want to know. Let's okay. have, I don't know if HR is going to help you with that, right? Can we do a quick it guessing game? It might be a different game? department. You could be right. Can we do a quick guessing game and then can we have it clarified for us by a uh, listener? Yeah. I want to know if you think there is, if it, that it's one kind of cookies or several kinds of cookies. And, Several, and I want to know what kinds of cookies you think are in the box. I'm wondering if they're like the sugar Christmas cookies decorated. Okay. Which would be crazy to make a thousand of those though. Uh, okay. That's your guess. That'd be so much work. I believe that it's several cookies. Uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, uh, we definitely have a sugar cookie, an ice with a royal icing that Brian mm-hmm. uh, said. Mm-hmm. I think there may be some sort of crinkle cookie. I was going to yep. say my second um, guess was crinkle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, let's see. I think you're going to have some, some something that has sort of um, a peppermint, be it, uh, you know, like a chocolate okay. peppermint a type of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then I'm gonna, I'm, I want to believe that there are four four kinds um, and the fourth one may be some sort of banana. like your classic, <laughs> you know, your banana, yeah, you know, Christ, Christmas banana. banana cookies, you know. What's I've so never funny? heard of a banana cookie. <laughs> banana, they make bread. They don't make cookies. Really. Oh, okay. Or muffins. <laughs> or, it doesn't lend itself to the batter of a cookie, though I'm sure there's an, a banana cookie out there somewhere that I'm someone's sure. going to slam us for not knowing about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yes, my fourth fruit? cookie is is, is is some sort of some type of maybe peanut butter situation. Ooh, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So is it is it one of those peanut butter balls that are a no bake cookie that's got mm-hmm. the chocolate over it? Is it yeah. one of those that that classic cookie Hershey where kiss. Thank Hershey kiss? Thank you. Drop in the peanut butter. That's yeah. what I was mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great guesses. I think so those are the classics. Wow. I just I am not a baker. Yeah. So I couldn't even tell you what type of cookies are considered Christmas cookies. I do believe that they are there are at least four. That seems like the right number only because with that many think about it. If this person is making that many cookies mm-hmm. in just a regular house kitchen, think about the ingredients. Like mm-hmm. if it was just one cookie, they'd have to do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're going to a regular grocery store. So you're like, okay, this is for my banana cookie. And this is for my <laughs> royal ice no cookie. Banana cookie. So I think that there's, 
Uh, also, that's a dozen. It's a dozen, so you think there are probably four. He, yeah, he, he gave that's us that true. clue. Yeah, I'm assuming uh, it's a he. That's not fair. It is. Yeah, okay. no, I think it, it legit is. Yeah, I okay. think one of the cookies is one of those almond flour uh, powdered cookies. Okay. Oh, like the um. Uh, what are those called? You know, like a Viennese cookie, like basically. a wedding cookie. Yeah, like a there like go. a Italian wedding cookie, but not really. Like a, they're a Eastern European cookie. They're the kind of cookie that you bite it into them, it almost crumbles. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. I know what and, you're talking about. And the gingerbread. Oh, of course, <gasps> gingerbread. Gingerbread. What? Yeah. Well, now, now we've got too many cookies. All right, All right. please write back to us, C, and let us know. And we want to know what's going on. I really am very curious. I want pictures of these cookies. So I want the cookies. Them. Yeah, I might actually write to him today before the episode comes <laughs> out so that we can post a picture of the cookies with the episode. I want yeah. the cookies, but I don't want to thank him. You're not going to get the cookies because he's, you're not on his list of 80. You could be on next year's list, but you're not on this year's it's list. It's a new list. It's a new list. What if we already, already went out? Already went oh. out? He already Incur- sent out the cookies. Oh, well, if he's made 960, he could stand to make 12 more. <laughs> well, he'd have to make four versions of 12 more cookies, and then he'd have to find 10 more people to send his cookies to. And nine of them aren't going to respond. But he doesn't yeah. know what he's going to do. The math. I'm not, do the and math. I'm not yeah. going to thank him because I don't know him that well. Well, I'm going to write to him as soon as we hang up, and I'm going to say we need pictures of these cookies. We need to know what they are, and we need evidence of everything. Right. And I hope they're the worst looking cookies you've ever seen in your life. After I hope they're like nailed it cookies. Oh, I <laughs> hope they're terrible cookies that people keep getting and saying, "What does he send us these horrible cookies for?" Every year yeah. he makes these these dirt we, cookies. Yeah, they're one's, Play-Doh. One's dirt totally. worms. Clay. The other one's a corn cookie. Yeah, yeah. the other one. Yeah, so just <laughs> he might legitimately make banana cookies. We don't know so what's funny. happening over there. It would be so funny. Okay. <laughs> Brian really wants banana cookies I to be do, a thing. I do all of a sudden. So I want we have to, be to do our giveaway. Yes. And okay. what we're going to do this week, what we normally do is we say what the giveaway is and yeah. then we say who's going to get it. But right. today we're going to flip it because what we've been doing is we're giving giveaways from Ironica list. Last week we did Ironica episode. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, and so we had all of our holiday picks. And so what we're going to do is we gave the glossier last time, right? Ronna, is that last week we gave a glossier kit to somebody. We're going to pick the winner. And then based on the winner, Brian, we're going to match something off the Ronica list. Got it. You'll be great at that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So are we giving this gift to letting go of the nanny? It's just a feeling, Sujin. That's all it is that you go on when you give this, you give it away. Yeah. Are we giving it to... Letting go of the nanny. Are we giving it to cookies or are we giving it to uh, AA alternative? Can I say? Or yeah, of course. course. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to AA alternative because I think this person um, is just trying to love as she wants to be loved. I'm repeating this again, and she likes to receive gifts in milestones. And so uh, I'd like her to have whatever this giveaway is because she wrote the letter. Yeah. Sujin? My first instinct was the nanny, uh, Pickles, only because it seemed like a pretty tough year for her. Nanny situation aside, you know, um, she said that her daughter, I think it was, uh, is in, you know, is not at home anymore. It just seemed like... Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like a pretty tough year for Pickles. And she's a person who wants to do right by other people all the time. 
that she puts a lot of energy into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say cookies because I want the cookies. <laughs> what? <laughs> so what? this is this is your workaround. You refuse to say thank you, <laughs> but instead you'll give something so that they can say thank you to you. By the way, cookies is like, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it and, I'll, and you're welcome. Well, cookies has never gotten this much attention. I mean, the letter was, we don't even know if this person sends cookies. That letter was just designed to get attention on an, on a critically acclaimed nationally distributed podcast. Rana, you're going to be the one, you're going to be the one to decide here. Wow. It's tricky. <laughs> Very tricky because on our AA alt for our AA alternative, you know what I can t- well no you it goes I, against my advice. I was going to tell them remind them about on the Ronica list we had the Aviary cocktail book from Chicago. Yes, which so the, which a lot of the ingredients come from. We have a sponsor called Rare Tea Cellar, which is Kulap will love because she is my quote that I came up with for them. Kulap is to make your home chef feel like a Michelin star chef. Okay. So and basically, is a, uh, home chef. that's why Kulap will love it because they're, they're like a, a gourmet teas and ingredients. Sujin will love the teas. Mm-hmm. Kulap will love the ingredients. And they have this incredible pantry. Anyway, 20% off your first order off a code Brian, but that's not my point. My point is Rare oh, Tea Cellar. And the, the joke is C E L L A R. So yes, Rare Tea Cellar. And by cellar. joke, he means the spelling. Right. And so, <laughs> but they supply a lot of the. Rare ingredients. The aviary uh, is is one of these Michelin star Chicago restaurants. But okay. they just came out with a book called Zero, which is all, it's the non-alcoholic beverage version of all of their incredible, uh, not their cocktails, but it, they're their own drinks. Okay. And that might be something nice to have around the house, but it sort of goes against my idea of we don't want all the Christmas gifts to be sober gifts or that sort of thing. But it might just be a nice thing to have in the house. You should buy that for yourself. I agree. I, I think we're going to go with the nanny. And I know it seems tricky because it feels like we're sort of giving it to someone who's in a position of privilege and they have a nanny and this and that. But I do think that the letter writer is a real empath Mm. and that they're struggling with this decision because they're also struggling with the transition that it represents in their life, which is how do you keep someone who is an employee as a family member when the true nature of the relationship is actually transactional and what does it mean to remove that person from the lives of your daughters when that person has been such a stabilizing influence and another just another layer of the pandemic sort of ravishing people uh but i don't know what we're going to give a brian well let's see we could give her oh we could give her that dash cam cool up are you upset i'm not upset i'm not i'm not you, you are you, you disappointed Kulap's disappointed. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to disappoint Kulap. No, she doesn't no, want no, the white no. lady with the nanny. She doesn't want that, the white lady with the nanny I, to get a is, present. That is that is why I didn't say here. That's a factor. <laughs> that is it's a factor. That is that the, right? The main factor. Yes, that is 100. percent But that doesn't mean okay. I'm right. That's fair. That doesn't mean so. That make I, the, pick the gift that's the smallest. <laughs> Okay. Well, now we're punishing her for being a nice lady who wrote a letter just because she happens no, to have a No, she's still getting a gift. Just pick your least favorite gift on the Ronica <laughs> list. <laughs> it's not even the smallest. It's the 
least favorite. What's your lowest? There are so yeah. many good gifts on the Ronica list, to be honest with you. All right, Brian, why don't we send her an ice cream scoop, a Zeril ice cream scoop, and some uh, McConnell's ice cream. Great. That's a How great does that gift. sound? That's great. And we'll send the alcoholics some coffee. Rana. What? Oh, no, I mean, they love, I guess technically. Alcoholics love okay. coffee. Brian, quickly <laughs> read this cliffhanger. Add the cart. Add to cart. Add the and, cart. Uh, and at Cool Up V on Instagram. What are your handles, oh, ladies? I am at I am Cool Up on Instagram and at Cool Up on Twitter. Okay. And I'm at Sujin Pak on all of it. Wonderful. Fabulous. And okay, this comes I, out on Patreon. Brian's going to read it, but I'm they just get gonna, the no, answer on Patreon. No, the episode comes out free feed, but the, this last question will come out on Patreon. But, well, that's we, what I was talking about was the cliffhanger. Uh, well, Rhonda, I don't know. Something is very she's, strange with she's, you today. She's thrown off. She's thrown <laughs> off because uh, I think this she's is what happens. Uh, you know what? I was cooking latkes all day. I was frying oh, them. She and was, I think she was. all the oil went to my head oh, is what right. happened. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. would you all like to listen to this cliffhanger hanger question, even if yes. we're not going to answer it? Okay. Yes, please. Dear Rana and Brian, happy holidays. I adore you both and have found so much comfort and guidance in your show. Thank you. I have a question about a strange situation I'm dealing with concerning my dad's 70th birthday gift. His birthday's coming right up, and I've been racking my brain trying to come up with something to get him. He's not an easy person to shop for, and of course, I'm trying to come up with everyone's Christmas and Hanukkah gifts as well, so I have been very stressed out about it. Okay. I decided on a digital frame. I'm sure Rana just rolled her eyes, but let me explain. I just had a baby in April. Rana, I had you. I don't have you on camera. Let me look. Did you roll your eyes? Well, there why was, don't you have me on camera? You don't eye. want to look at me? No, because I accidentally had the question over you, oh, like over okay. the screen. Another mishap, Brian? <laughs> Sorry, Rana. I'm just getting the handle of this. <laughs> well, your Tamagotchi's going to need to be fed in about 45 seconds, so we better get this. <laughs> I'm sure I love Bri- the idea of Brian having a Tamagotchi. I honestly I do. I'm being so stressed out about any- it. Oh, you would be the worst parent to a Tamagotchi. You're not wrong. You wouldn't know how. Well, you'd be an excellent parent, but it would ruin your life. It would ruin yeah. my life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I decided on a digital frame. I'm sure Ron had just rolled her eyes, but let me explain. I just had a baby in April, and because of COVID, we haven't and won't be able to be with our families in person for a while. The frame lets you add photos from an app on your phone so we can just keep adding our photos and everyone oh. in the family can join Aww. by doing the same. My my stepmom loved this idea and told me they had been wanting to get one of these. I purchased the frame. It's on its way. And yesterday, I spent the hour that my baby was napping, carefully going through all my photos and uploading them to his frame so it arrives with photos on it. Tonight, my stepmom texted me and told me that my dad actually would like a new front door for their house and to let anyone who was asking to give them money towards the new door in lieu of a gift. This is crazy to me. Sujin is so upset right now. They want me to buy them a new door? I'm the only person in the family that will be buying him anything because my sister is completely broke. So basically my stepmom is asking only me to contribute to the door gift. I didn't answer back because I was too stunned and frustrated to know (laughs) what to say. What should I do here? Needs to go to therapy over this question. She wants to talk to her therapist about someone else's question. She's so upset right now. Thanks so much for everything. XOXO, the good daughter. Oh, All right, patreon.com. These people. Slash oh, ask The Rana. people that call you and say, I'd rather have a front door and a hole in my sock. That's all I'm going to say about that. Right. All right. But we'll answer this on Patreon. 
This is maybe one of our most outrageous cliffhangers. That's Can what I'm you imagine? Say. Have you ever and seen a door on a gift guide? Ever? <laughs> register for a front door. That's right, the next thing right. people are going to do. I'm going to register for a toilet seat on my on my uh, for my second wedding. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Uh, ladies, this was absolutely epic. So fun. <laughs> Such a journey. Emotional so, for all It really of us. actually Such a was. Journey. Thank you so much <laughs> for being you. here. We adore Love you. Congrats you guys. on the adore. wonderful new show. And Add to cart. Fabulous holiday. Every Tuesday. Listen after Ask Rana. Or before <laughs> yeah. Ask Rana. Or just subscribe to both of them and listen at your leisure. That's yes. true. Yes. Yeah, we it's don't have to live in this world. It's the whole point of entertainment on demand. It's the whole point of podcasts. When, when people who don't understand podcasts me, uh, say to me, what's a podcast? I say, it's a radio show you can listen to when you decide. Exactly. Uh, instead of, you know, when it's on, all things considered, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Anyone all watch right. Mank? Okay. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> No, that's a cliffhanger. Yeah, that's a cliffhanger if I've ever heard one. I don't. I'm not yet, but maybe I will. But maybe I won't. I'm telling you now, I won't. Great. I'm not going to watch it either. Okay. All right. Kiss, Best kiss. of luck. We love you. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.